Hey everybody, this is Pirates with Ben, blog number 56. I'm A7X fan Ben, and there's a few news from the Pirates community. The Uncommon Fleet Challenge, which I'm hosting, is ending in a week on July 29th. So if you want to make a fleet for that, go ahead and start working on it. So it's basically you just make a 40-point fleet using only uncommon game pieces. So unlike some of my past fleet challenges that I've hosted, it's pretty simple in the premise, and the thread is... Um, there's not a ton of stuff in the first post, unlike some of the other fleet challenges I posted, so it's pretty simple, <clears throat> and it's based on the common fleet challenge from a while back that was, I believe, my first fleet challenge. And Ocean Terrain Contest number 3 is also ending soon. August 1st is the deadline for that, so each person pitches in $20, and the winner is going to get 50% of the prize money, <clears throat> and then there's second and third place prizes too, and basically... You make as much island and terrain, custom islands and terrain as possible, possibly with a board if you want to. So it's pretty cool, and it's going to be really interesting, interesting and exciting to see what people have come up with. Wolf responded to the various rules questions that were posted uh, in the past few days, and one thing that I, I suppose I didn't know, maybe, maybe I did at some point, but I forgot or something. But with Wraith. Um, He's, he's the crew where you can roll a six, and then any crew that's eliminated gets assigned to that ship instead of being eliminated. And you can actually use that against sack captains. So, Wraith used successfully by an opposing player would steal the crew and prevent the action. So that's if a sack captain sacrifices a crew. So, so that's actually makes Wraith and Captain Davy Jones, the other crew with that ability um, for Pirates of the Caribbean, that makes them better. Because they can, they can kind of snatch crew up. Um, so that's that's kind of interesting, to say the least. So you can actually, it kind of makes these crew that usually aren't that useful, these soul stealing on a six crew, and it makes sack captains not worse. Because like you probably won't see either of these crew in most games, but it's kind of like an interesting little mini counter to sack captains. Even though you're probably not gonna, it's probably not gonna work too often. But in a key moment in a big game, that could be a really interesting tactic. So, anyway, and you can S-board from uh, the Blaze of a Switchblade, um, as we talked about on the Fire and Steel Part 2 podcast. And one thing that's been pretty cool to see is uh, a Discord server. So somebody at the Facebook group uh, said that we could have a Discord uh, server, which I'm not really familiar with, but I, I did create an account, I think, either this year or last year, because somebody was somewhat interested in using it for a Vassal game, and then we ended up um, not doing any voice chat for that game, but, so I still had my account, and so now that the person at the Facebook group uh, said something about it, I was like, oh, you know, and, and then I just, I, I wanted to see how easy it would be to create a server, and then five minutes later, I was posting in the Facebook group, like, like here's the, got a new Pirate CSG server, and I'm still figuring it out, I don't know, like, text and voice channels, I don't know if I'll add some, or if other people can add some, uh, um, but, you know, it, it's cool. So, so basically, it's just a live chat where we could do voice voice chat as well, so kind of like Skype, but more, more like public, I guess. <clears throat> so, so there were about five people in the first 24 hours, maybe, and now there's 15 people, so that's pretty cool, including God Mason, Zarek's. Um, some people, you know, Kevin Vendari, all three were on the podcast recently. Flungus is a veteran at miniature trading. So, and a bunch of others, of course, too. So, including a bunch from the Facebook group. So, that's pretty cool. I'm going to be posting some stuff in there 
some of my custom game pieces, for example, along with hopefully some, some interesting discussion around pirates. So the features, we've got a couple of deals of the day. There's not any one that's like way better than the others. This one, it was relisted. Um, I'm kind of interested in this just because the price is so low. It's a it's a punched and broken Talusion for only $10 with $3.50 shipping. Or at least that's the shipping for me. And it says uh, the masts, a few of the masts were broken and glued together. So not only is it built, but multiple masts are not, you know, in proper condition. But, you know, you get the card, you get Fitzgerald. It's a 10 master for about $10, which is pretty crazy. So, so I'm kind of interested in that one, but um, we'll see what happens. And then another one, this is a Pirates of the Caribbean tin, which contained the Kraken, one Kraken. And this one is not opened. And it's $10 with seven shipping, which is better than the deal for $22.99 from Wild Loot Sellers. They're selling them as well. But this deal is currently, you know, $6 better. And overall, these tins are, they seem somewhat rare until the past month or two on eBay. So it's a decent deal. And then another one uh, with the Fire and Steel set review. You probably you may have been thinking about Fire and Steel more the past month. And there's a deal for six packs of that set for $12.75 with free shipping. So about $2 a pack, about a dollar per ship. Fire and Steel, not a super rare set or anything. So um, the price is, is reasonable about what I would want. I guess for fire and steel, I wouldn't want it to be too more expensive, but six packs for twelve seventy-five is solid. It says 152 sold, so evidently other people agree with me on that. So another solid deal. It's kind of fitting with the with the double podcast episode. And yeah, the part two of the Fire and Steel Set Review podcast is out. It's over three hours, so the total set review took like six hours, which I understand is ridiculous and uh kind of unmanageable from a listening perspective. I'm not sure if anybody will ever listen to all of both parts, but you do that. Thank you. Um, but anyway, so that being said, Fire and Steel is the last of the larger sets or the regular sets. So there shouldn't really be any more big set reviews that take that long ever again, or any that take more than three hours even. So because uh, Savage Shores is only like a half set size and you know, we're almost done with set reviews. So, so we are going to be able to get the podcast down a bit in terms of time. And a lot of people at the polls talked about, um, like half an hour to an hour and a half being like the general time window. So around an hour or probably a little more, but around an hour, hopefully is what we can get it to a little more consistently going into the future. And I'm going to do pirates part of the day. It's been a while. Sets one through 14. To include Return to Savage Shores, but I got set number seven, which is Mysterious Island. This one came out in 2006, introduced the mercenaries and Mysterious Islands, of course, and it numbers to 307, given the convention pack. And got number 226, which is not an LE. Number 15, so that's going to be Mercenary. I feel like it's the Boshaw Folly, but I don't know for sure. And it is. So I think that's the first time I've guessed. Well, no. Well, I knew HMS Endeavor from Caribbean, but that's an easier one to memorize. So, so I just know it from looking at the cards. I'm actually going to do, I'm going to record the uh, the Mercenary Collection Review Series videos pretty soon. Um, actually, I've already got the Viking ones done. And the Boshaw Folly, so I guessed the number right. 
015 for Mysterious Islands. This is a mercenary two-masted square rig ship. It's a common 12 points, two cargo, SL base move, two S cannons, uh, along with the mercenary keyword, which means you can't talk at your home island and must start the game S away from it. Uh, the ship gets plus one over boarding rolls. She gets plus two instead if her opponent is a sea monster. So this one's just an expensive but good small gunship. So the price is just plain old too high, but you are getting good speed, just enough cargo for a captain and helmsman, or maybe captain firepower specialist, and then you're getting good cannons. And you've got a combat ability, which isn't good. Plus one of boarding on a two master isn't gonna it's not really what I would want, but and plus two, you know, sea monsters is mostly irrelevant as like uh add on to the end of the boarding ability, the regular plus one boarding ability. But so should be eight points maybe. No not much more than that. So it's just an expensive but you know decent. It's one of those ships where it's definitely too pricey, and most people are going to pass on it for good reason. But if you do pay for it, at least you are getting some value. It's not like L-Speed or, you know, crappy cannons or, or anything like that. It's not a confusing ship. Like, she's a support gunship that costs too much. Like, she's she, there's no doubt about what her role is. So, Bashaw Folly, I kind of like her. Our work is a little bit interesting. And, uh, and yeah, there's a serpent skull used as a figurehead which you can kind of see by the picture. This is one I've had for quite a while now. I've used her a little bit in some larger games. Wouldn't want to use her in a smaller game at all. But anyway, so the Boshaw Folly, not a bad not a bad ship for the mercenaries, but, you know, could have been eight points pretty easily, and nobody would have complained about that. So game B's rating out of 10. Kind of tough. I would probably say 5 out of 10. I don't really want to go much lower, because, I mean, you do have good speed, good cannons, you know, a combat ability on a combat ship, so not terrible, but pretty pretty average as far as the overall game goes. If she was 8 points, she would probably get like a 6.5 or 7 out of 10. So, anyway, so the Basho Folly, just too pricey, really. The cost is is the main problem, without a doubt. So, I don't know why they costed that boarding double bonus ability so highly. Plus one of boarding rolls, it's just kind of meh, and no more than 2 points max, and plus two against sea monsters, that's, I don't know, that's like one, I, that's just not, it's not even good, it's, it's hardly relevant, it's silly, so, and it's mostly just a defensive thing, so, and even then, you probably won't need it, so, silly. Uh, so the picture of the day, this is kind of because o Ocean Terrain Contest number three is coming up, so I took this a year ago, if you're familiar with my Command the Oceans game, um, you've seen Captain Mission's Pirate Kingdom, which I'm going to post about once the contest ends and make a text-based post, and I'm going to have a video post. I actually recorded a video yesterday for my entry for Ocean Train Contest number three, and this foam piece in the middle here, this big block, that's what I, that's the original form before I turned it into Captain Mission's Pirate Kingdom. So... So that's pretty cool, and I'll post about that. I'm going to post a lot of, like, transformation-type pictures in the text and picture post, and then I talk about it more in the video post. So I'm excited about the contest ending, like I said. It's going to be cool to see what people made, um, quantity and quality, and it's going to be fun to vote on it, things like that. So definitely looking forward to it. I'm not expecting to win, because all of my stuff is just kind of kind of haphazardly thrown together and, like, blasted spray paint on it and then used it. But as I've said before, and as I'll say 
pretty much forever, I think. Um, I care way more about the functionality in a game than how it looks, and I care way more about playing with the stuff than how it looks. I'd rather have a custom Islander terrain piece that looks kind of meh, or maybe not up to most people's standards, and actually use it in a big game that I create memories with and create battle reports for and have pictures and maybe video. So, and that's what happened with Command the Ocean. It was originally going to be a game to kind of show off a lot of my custom island terrain that I made for the contest. Um, as kind of an, almost like an exhibition for the contest in a way, but then it totally took over on its own. So Command the Ocean is way bigger than um, just, you know, using custom islands and terrain. So, but it also did make that game way better and way more memorable. And it was a cool, cool way to, to use it for the first time. So I hope to use a lot of that stuff in the future, but it's probably going to be many years before I can use it again. So, so I'm not expecting to win the contest, but, but anyway, um, so that's pretty much it. I haven't created much uh, ocean and terrain stuff since last year, actually. I've hardly made anything this year at all, and the only stuff I have made is not done, and I'm not going to be able to finish it in the next week, to say the least. So, anyway, there's a ton. I actually have a lot more ideas, so I just haven't had time properly to, to do all of them, and I don't want to create um, a lot of ocean and terrain stuff, you know, this next week that I won't use for a decade, because that's just not how I can operate. So anyway, so there's stuff going on. Enter the fleet challenge if you want. Check out the Discord server. I can put link okay, yeah, I should put a link to that in the description below. Definitely put links to pretty much all the stuff and uh and the deals of the day of course and whatnot. And maybe I'll try to find the Bosch out folly online. So thanks for watching. Leave a like and subscribe and I'll be back soon with more pirates content.